But yeah, let's kick things off for real when I say welcome everybody to another town hall and the first town hall of 2022. Woo! It's pretty exciting Woo! to have everybody here. Last year, a lot of new and interesting, exciting things happened to Scrimba. Very excited to see what's coming up in the new year as well. We'll be sure to start things off strong here today. In this session, which happens every week, every Tuesday at the same time in the same place, we pretty much meet as a team. Oh, hey, Tom. I think I can hear you now. Can you hear me now? Yeah, welcome, welcome. Hey, there he is. <laughs> Sorry <laughs> about that. I had a list of like 20 microphones that I don't own come up, and I couldn't work out which one it was meant to be. Now I'm here. No worries. We'll come, we'll come right back to you in a few minutes. No problem okay. at all, because... Yeah, we'll, we'll share some news from Scrimba. I think Scrimba's been in the news this week, right, Per? We'll come and talk about that in a second. We also yeah. wrapped up JavaScriptmas uh, recently, which I'm hoping we can maybe summarize as well, Leanne. But then, yes, we'll share some updates from the course side of things. Since Bob, our head of education, is here, along with pa uh, Tom and Per, we'll share some updates that are happening and some insights into how we think about creating courses that are the most helpful, fun, and memorable for you as students. And then, yes, we'll see what comes up in terms of product updates. So when I say product updates, I'm thinking about scrimba.com, anything you see in the player or the dashboard. Probably nothing too big to report this week, since, as Per said, last week we were all pretty much on vacation, and, and except for Abdella, actually. And there is actually one update we can share from Abdella a little bit later that relates to the Discord bots. Um, but yeah, Per, Scrimba in the news last week, what's that about? Yeah, uh, so the MIT Technology Review, uh, which uh, I'm assuming is a, is a publication under the uh, Massachusetts Institute of Technology uh, University, um, published this really cool article about uh, an initiative in Afghanistan, actually, uh, which is kind of a um, community-driven coding boot camp or a voluntarily driven coding boot camp in, in Afghanistan, which uh, is just so uh, inspiring to see because uh, after, like, you know, with the situation with, with Taliban taking over the country, uh, education has been uh, really much shut down uh, for most people. Um, but, but this Cold Weekend initiative has enabled uh, or enables youth in, in Kabul and, and, and in Afghanistan in general to study or to learn how to code uh, with the help of, of uh, from the community around Cold Weekend. And Scrimba is powering the curriculum for the uh, for this bootcamp. So basically, there's uh, uh, 75 or so uh, young people in Afghanistan using the front-end developer career path as kind of their uh, only education now, or maybe not only, but but as a core part of their education now that the Taliban has like shut down the uh, their. Um, other opportunities for education so just really really humbling to be able to be a part of that oh my god that's amazing and did this just come about like did they stumble upon scrimba and start to use the free plans and things or did they reach out so they reached out it's uh, jamshid uh one of the uh, creators of code weekend he he just messaged me on twitter actually a few months ago asking uh, if, if we wanted to support them because we've been vocal about that in the past, about uh, wanting to use or, or give, um, donate Scrimba access to charities who help uh, underprivileged people uh, and, and people in, in third world countries um, with learning to code. So he he just reached out and yeah, of course we, we 
give them a bunch of uh, coupons, basically, and, and they got started. Oh man, that's amazing. When you sort of started making the first courses on Scrimbird, did you ever think something like this would happen? Oh, not, not, not in this sense, in, in the sense that like suddenly it, it helps people in Afghanistan uh, after Taliban has uh, removed their opportunity for education. I mean, that, that, that kind of, uh, we were hoping to go worldwide, but, but this kind of real world, like, uh, uh, what can I say? Like, uh, oh, it, it's a bit over the top. <laughs> to be honest, but of course we're hoping to go global from from pretty early on, but 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 not uh, not in this sense. Basically, helping people in a war war torn country having their only opportunity for education—that's just so humbling. I get that. I get that. I mean, we often build our view of the world based on what we see on our computer screens, and so we might be like watching YouTube videos from Americans or reading the comments, and occasionally we see a fellow Welshman, in my case, or Norwegian. But, but the world is just so vast, Scrimba is so international. And then, yeah, when you do really like helpful things, sometimes it gets picked up in unexpected ways. And I think that's what's happened here. Very, very cool. Yeah. Leanne, pretty much towards the end of last year, you wrapped up JavaScriptmas, the second annual JavaScriptmas, which is pretty much a month-long extravaganza of Christmas-related JavaScript and CSS challenges people can participate in to grow their skills, as well as potentially earn prizes like Scrimba membership and even a grand prize. How, how did things go in the end? Amazing. Yes, it was all singing, all dancing, pencil, <laughs> lights, and lots of other exciting things. Uh, yeah, it was huge fun. What was nice is that there were the basic challenges that people could complete and the app either works or it doesn't. But lots of people took it upon themselves to uh, beef up their app and make some really cool, amazing things, which is why we also had the Solutions of the Day um, page because the prizes were randomly selected because we want everyone, regardless of ability, to have a chance to win, basically. But we also wanted a chance to highlight some of the really cool things that people make. We'll now drop the solutions of the day into the chat. Yeah, maybe yours is there. And check it out. Uh, some of them are really fun, really cool, amazing solutions. So yes, that was awesome. And lots of entries. It's difficult to know exactly how many because I can count the number of tweets and the number of Discord messages. But then some people would randomly tweet like about makeup <laughs> or right. something completely unrelated <laughs> with um, the JavaScript hashtag, which is going on. But in total, the number of tweets with that hashtag or entries onto our new JavaScript Discord channel was 17,500 almost. Yikes, that's insane. I know. I know. So, yeah, overwhelming, really. By the way, what is with these people who see a trending hashtag, like JavaScript must get some traction at the beginning of the month, and then some beauty influencer uses a tool, I think, and sees, oh yeah, I'm going to use JavaScript must along with my mascara <laughs> tweets. <or something laughs> I don't get that at all. Well, maybe it'll help to spread the word anyway. That's what I tell myself. 
Yeah, well, people, <laughs> people transition from coding and uh, from other industries into coding all the time. So who knows? But wow, that yeah. is that's incredible. So many submissions. And what you had to pick one grand winner in the end. How did you pick that winner? And what did they win? Well, um, I made a spreadsheet which contains all of the entries, and then we've randomly selected one live on air, <clears throat> oh, on stream, I guess. That winner was Blizzard. I don't know if Blizzard's in the chat today. Hello, if you are, or if you're listening later. Um, Blizzard was someone who also participated in our Hacktoberfest event. So I actually already knew them. That was nice. Oh, and they cool. won. Yeah, it was awesome. They won um, free Scrimber Pro for a year and 1,000 US dollars. That's amazing. I mean, it sounds like a huge success all around. And I really hope, obviously, people both enjoyed it and learned from it. I, I did just post in the town hall chat. I'm not sure if everybody listening knows, but if you go just one channel above this in the left hand side menu, either on your phone or on the desktop, you'll see a town hall chat channel where you can sort of write messages, leave emojis, get involved, get engaged in the town hall. If you're there right now and you haven't already, um, you know, we like to get interactive here. Just, just say hello and let us know where you're from. Uh, we were talking a little bit about the diversity of Scrimba's team and, you know, students. It'd be cool to get a sense of where everybody's from today. And, and while that sort of trickles in, you know, Tom, is your microphone, is your microphone up and running now? Is that? Oh, oh, sorry, just quickly, I see Frodo. You managed to join. Hey, Frodo, welcome to the stage. Hey, thanks. It's always a little struggle, but uh, it seems I, I, I'm not suppressed anymore. No, no, it's okay. I mean, at the very beginning, I was glitching. Then Tom had a microphone issue. Um, Poe was yep. joking. This is still an issue. And like microphones and audio is just an issue. It's, uh, it <laughs> it's is. totally understandable. Yeah. But Tom, you're you're good now, right? <clears throat> I think so. Can you hear me? Yeah, you sound loud and clear. You sound great. So okay, great. I've unplugged the expensive microphone. Maybe that's why. <laughs> That'll surely help. So yeah, in the last month or so, I think you've been working exclusively on sort of recreating module six of the front-end developer career path on Scrimba. It's called Next Level JavaScript, and you've sort of been rebuilding it from the ground up. I think originally, and, and maybe still, maybe you'll let us know, there were some kind of subcategories, like an introduction to ES6, there were some challenges that get a little bit interactive, and then there was an opportunity to build a Pac-Man game. So far since you've been working on it, I wanted to ask you, where, where do you think Module 6 currently, as it stands right now, has room for improvement? And, and how are you making it as good as possible for Scrimba students going forward? Yeah, okay, so we are basically, as you say, building it from the ground up. The problem at the moment is that we need to make it more project-based. Okay, so at the moment, there is actually lots and lots of really good theory in it, but there's just not enough practice. And that's kind of obviously what Scrimba is all about now, um, doing challenges, making projects, actually getting hands on with the code and, and not being passive with it and not just watching. So that is basically the plan. The plan is to redo the module and to have the student doing much more work. Um, and I don't know, do you, do you want me to say a bit more about, about what we're doing? or? Yeah, definitely. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, mod module six is at that quite tricky point where students know a lot of JavaScript and they've got the basics. And by that time, they can actually make lots of cool stuff already. But I mean, I remember when I was at that stage, 
I actually got quite demoralized when I looked on GitHub at some of the kind of like professional standard code and just realized that there was a lot going on that I didn't understand and that there was still quite a long way to go. And so module six is all about, as the name suggests, next level JavaScript, taking things to the next level and getting students using a wider variety of JavaScript methods and you know, making the code drier, so the, the whole do not repeat yourself mantra. And while we're still around like the middle point in the career path, we're, we're only about halfway through, it's about starting to get students able to write the kind of JavaScript that's hopefully going to look really impressive in their portfolios and when they go on to think about um, sort of interview questions and, and, and sort of having that in the back of our minds as well. And so basically, in the new module, we'll be getting stuck into lots of JavaScript goodies from ES6. It's, it's not all ES6. And we're going to make, so we're, really, we're going to replace everything which is there at the moment. Um, at least that's the plan at the moment. It's not 100% finalized. And we're going to make a, a role-playing game together. And it's kind of fun because the, the app that we're building it looks so simple. It is just a, a couple of characters fighting it out using dice. But behind that, there's actually loads and loads of JavaScript going on. And quite a lot of it is going to be new to the students. Um, so we're looking at different ways of looping other than just the basic for loop that, that, that the students will already have studied. We're destructuring. We've got array methods like dot map and dot reduce and the callback functions. We've got constructor functions and the this keyword, arrow functions, importing and exporting, ternary operator, lots and lots of stuff. And I don't know, it might sound like that's quite daunting, you know, to a student who's at the moment on module three, module four, but actually it's not really that daunting. It is really step by step. And, and we spend time on the theory as well as on the practice. And um as I say, there's a lot of challenges and the idea is that the student does the work. So they're just coding all the time, developing the muscle memory and getting those neural pathways kind of are really sort of stuck into the code. So um, and that's where we are at the moment, really. Well, in just a couple of words, it, it sounds next level. I would love to hear, Tom, since uh, this is also kind of a team meeting for Team Scrimbaum, not just a town hall. How is it going uh, with the with the progress of the playlist? Because last time we talked, uh, you were nearing the end of it. Are you? Are you? Uh, have you passed the finish line yet, or you you're just uh, just ahead of it? Not quite past the finish line. I think we're. I think I'm actually taking a decision just to separate a, a scrim into two scrims. So I think that means mm. there are two more to go. Nice. So yeah, we are very, very close to being at the end, at least of this first draft. I'm sure there is going to be things to tidy up and things to think about yet. But yeah, that's for sure. Pretty uh, many of that. Yeah, I, I've seen like most of it or uh, what you have done uh, before uh, the holiday, and it's really, really good. So I'm uh, looking forward to to launching this to to the community because I think people will love it. So much fun, and it's really. We're pushing the envelope on on the interactivity and the challenges. Yeah, yeah, I think it's going to be good. I think actually we're going to end up with a really good product, and hopefully, 
fairly soon, right? Hopefully. I don't want to, you know, make promises we can't keep. <laughs> hopefully it's not going to take too, too much longer. Yeah, hopefully. Sounds wonderful. And if you have any questions, um, anybody listening, for Tom, for Per, for Bob, who are all really heavily involved in the course creation, then, you know, now's a great time to ask them as well, by the way. Um, so, yeah, please go ahead. And, and Bob, when Tom mentioned splitting it into, splitting one of the casts into two, I feel like that's something you can, that, that sort of debate, that internal debate, when is something too long? When do you need to split it into two screencasts? I feel like that's something you've wrestled with quite a lot in the past, no? Yeah, certainly. I've I've come to many times where I think, oh, this this cast will be like four minutes long after I edit it, and then it's like a thirty minute recording, and after editing, it's still you know ten to fifteen minutes long, and then it's like, okay, do I do I just abandon this and and start over, or do I actually split it into two, like try to salvage what I've already recorded? It's it's certainly a balance. Because people's, I mean, this is not a commentary on, on people's abilities, but nobody can really sit through, you know, coding is fun when you're doing it, but watching somebody else code can be a little tedious sometimes. And we do our best to make it exciting, but a 15 minute scrim, like trying to follow along is, is a little much. That is a challenge. Absolutely. I always remember that quote, which is like, I didn't have time to write you a short letter. So I wrote you a long one instead sort of cutting things back to their essence. You almost look at it as a consumer, as a student or a, somebody who watches videos and you think, oh, it's short, it probably didn't take that long. But but making it as short as possible is actually where a lot of the time goes because you have to be quite ruthless about cutting things and think carefully about, well, as a student, they shouldn't miss any steps, right? You want to watch everything evolve in a way that makes sense. And in the case of Scrimber in particular, in a way that you can flick through the progress and make changes and see the project evolve. Um, definitely, definitely something that's not easy to achieve. So very excited to see how things come about, Tom. Per, do you have any thoughts about why, and I think people listening might be curious, any thoughts about why we're going back and redoing a module instead of, for example, adding a new one? I feel like that's a very deliberate decision. Yeah, for sure. Um, but uh, before I drop into that generally, um, for the module six specifically i just shared an image of the app that tom is building in the mm. town hall chat so for those of you who want to just take a quick peek at it it's uh, there a couple of messages up uh, looking really neat and cool but yeah back to the um the main question we have uh, the reason we are redoing stuff and the reason we are redoing <laughs> almost the entire career path, uh, at least in like a, a multi-year, um, or if you look at it at um, in the long run, basically. It's because we're, we've been over the last couple of years learning more and more about how to teach using Scrimba. Because if you go back to, to, the, to the first courses we had here uh, on Scrimba, we basically created Scrims as videos. So we, the teacher sat there and explained how to code. Uh, but we quickly real or over the course of the, the quickly it's like in a few years we realized more and more how important it was for us to actually push the student into being interactive and that actually that is even I would say even more important than getting the explanation like getting your hands on the keyboard is more important than hearing the teacher's explanation I think uh, and in that sense since the career path when we created it kind of was uh, a consisted of a bunch of different courses placed in a specific order with extra content in between them 
some of these call them like the uh, call it the old uh, teaching approach. Some of this old teaching approach uh, uh, kind of uh, sticks around basically in the career path. So for that reason, we've we've decided to to redo all the parts that we don't think are uh, uh, mo- call it modern modern scrimba uh, in in the way it's taught. But but that's it, isn't so it? The, the goal is to create just the best resource and sometimes adding new stuff sounds tempting but applying all the things you and the team have learned over the years to make it as good as possible sounds like the way forward for now at least yes and also we we don't want to just uh, the career path is meant to be um exactly what you need in order to become a professional develop front-end developer in order to kind of get you to the point where you can uh, uh where you're learning um where you can get paid to continue learning basically to get you to that hireable step so if we were to put in there's a ton of other things we could have shoved into the path of like advanced algorithms or uh ui deep dives into ui design and uh, plenty of other things but the point is to get you as fast as possible to a hireable state and that also means we need to um curate it and remove what are the the concepts which aren't strictly necessary sounds brilliant and for anybody listening who might be newer to the career path or progressing through it wondering if it's if it's worth it whether we're like succeeding at this goal i think among us here on the stage we will always agree there's more to do more things we want to add but what I can point you to in the meantime is the Scrimba podcast, which is a podcast I host where I often speak with newly hired developers who specifically use Scrimba to help them find success. In some cases, they literally use the front-end career path as their Bible, their main resource. Other people use it alongside other resources. We don't discourage that at all, by the way, because often you will want to draw in different information from different places and amalgamate them to be as productive as possible. Just one thing I want to draw your attention to, because it's not it's not always obvious if you if you haven't been told. All the episodes on the podcast with a light blue background, like this one I've just shared with Mailing, for example, that's a successful student. The ones with the kind of orange background are with an industry expert, someone who hasn't necessarily used Scrimba, um, but has come on to share their advice with you. So if you want to check that out and sort of see how we're doing, how uh, some of the things that Per spoke about, then yeah, please give it a listen. Moving on to like, another... can you share? Sorry, Alex. Uh, now that you're speaking about the podcast, can you share oh. some uh, some hints about upcoming episodes of what the, what they can expect? All right, all right. I I I have a policy which is like I don't like to reveal a podcast guest until I've actually done the interview with them. Um, just because cancellations happen and things like that, you never know. But but what I can share is that coming up later today, right after this town hall, in fact, I'm speaking Ooh. with a. Yeah, like really good timing, I hope. We'll be speaking with someone uh, called Ali from Australia who recently got their first developer job. Per, I don't think I've told you about this, actually. I don't think I've told anybody on the team about this. But in the interview, they literally admitted, uh, admitted, that sounds a bit forced, but they they literally um, explained that they dropped out of university and used Scrimba instead. I'm I'm not even joking. Like as much as we, we are so legit at Scrimba, like I know some marketers want to like pull blood from a stone um but this stuff just like it, literally they they were studying university doing computer science but they weren't doing enough front-end stuff and so they started using scrimba realized it was better for their brain better for what they wanted to do and actually ended up getting a job 
uh, a really kind of cool company. Um, I want, I want, yeah, just, I mean, it might be interesting. That's amazing. I think a lot of people, they want to work at companies that align with their values. And, and Ali worked at an agency where before they take on a project, the whole team has to vote on the project. So if an oil company comes and says, hey, we want you to build a campaign to improve our image, uh, they, they might say no. But if a, if a really cool, like new alternative food product wants to build a website, they vote and they collectively agree to it. It's just a cool example of how tech has enabled someone like Ali to save some money on tuition, to save a lease, mm. find a good career, and obviously find something that aligns with their values. So yeah, you can look forward to that. And then on more of a kind of celebrity front, celebrity, I mean, what is a celebrity in the tech Twitter space anyway? Micro celebrity, maybe. Um, I'm speaking with Danny. I spoke with Danny Thompson. That episode is coming out in a week. And I also spoke with Anna McDougall, which uh, Leanne, you had on the uh, weekly live stream a few months ago. Um, amazing, amazing person, isn't she? Yeah, very interesting. He used to be an opera singer and is now a web developer. She's got a very fascinating story. And she also finds a lot of um, similarities between the two industries, believe it or not. Yeah, that's intriguing. Well, yeah, if you're intrigued, definitely subscribe to the uh, Scrimmer podcast. Um, but Leanne, just while I have you, I was hoping you could share with everybody um, the, the new sort of like help command Abdella created last week. And, and maybe just for fun, because we want to get people engaged a little bit, maybe we can invite people to write the command in the town hall chat and literally see what it does and how it works um, all together. Yeah, that's a great idea. Abdella has made something truly amazing, which is a help command you can use or when you need support on things like scrimba.com or maybe billing or uh, the site freezes or things like that, um, that you would normally ask one of us for or perhaps email help at scrimba. Uh, imagine if you needed that help in the middle of the night and none of us are online or perhaps you just can't wait. Well, now. There's a solution. You just need to type help into, oh, thank you. Brenda just typed it as well, into any channel, and that will launch the pumpkin bot to the rescue. Yeah. Um, so give that a go now, and you will see what happens. You basically choose from different categories. It's, it's a weird one, isn't it? Because if you're watching and you're thinking, what is going on? I can't see anything. It's because once you type it, only you can see the uh, the buttons, basically. So you just need to type yeah. forward slash and then you'll get some auto completion, just like in Scrimba or your favorite editor. And you can type help. And then, wow, pumpkin is like, you know, so pumpkin's your pet, Leanne. I feel like sometimes these questions are things you help with or link people to. It sounds like pumpkin's <laughs> becoming more of a mascot and sidekick every day. Yeah, I've told pumpkin all about the frequently asked questions, all about the account management and the payment and subscription things that people ask. So now he's able to help you out with all the most common questions we get in the support channel. Yeah, give that a go. And then, yeah, this is like pulling the answers and things from Zendesk, which again, not everybody knows about, I don't think, but it's like a database of fairly commonly asked questions and answers that again, if no one, we're always happy to help, of course, if you ask on Discord or email help at scrimba.com, I believe. But of course, if you can help yourself, sometimes that makes things quicker. And yeah, that's what this is here to help with. So hope you enjoy it. Froda, on these sorts of, the sort of um, engineering fronts, like relating to the product and the website and maybe even parts of the Discord bot, I don't know. Like as the, the CTO, is there anything you can share from the last couple of weeks maybe? Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm not the CTO, I'm a core developer. 
Cinderace the CTO and does oh, all the hard, uh, hard uh, scrim player technology stuff, uh, which we'll share a video of uh, some of the stuff that he's doing. So one, he's been dedicated to a big R&D project we have going of rewriting the whole scrim player. And some of the things that will come with that is mind-blowing, actually, with, with how it's, it seems trivial, but how the pointer, since it's not a video, where the pointer is changes depending on your screen size versus the screen size it's recorded in. And, and we'll share a little tidbit of how that logic is at the end of this uh, town hall and how he's uh, re-implemented some of that. So that's just one really small part of the player. Uh, but we have a lot of changes coming up there um, with the release there. Um, last year, we also did a lot, as we mentioned a couple of times, a work on the Discord bot, rewriting that. We took it over. Alex built the first version of our bot and developer team. We got Abdella and Matthias joined us uh, last part of last year. Um, and so we've sort of taken charge and built up our like uh, self-esteem as a developer team and and you know, gotten into some processes and habits, and, and and really gotten to know each other. And so this year, there is a lot. I'll, I'll jump to this year because that's the most exciting part. Last year was a lot of retool, internal tools, Discord, taking things over. But this year, we we, we can finally start to get things out, and we started to have the discussion on priorities. So our first priority this year and and end of last year was retool, our internal tool that the customer support and the course creators use. Um, to um, to handle basically the data, how to create a course and things like this on Scrimba, uh, the backend stuff. And it's an interesting uh, part where I think this is an underestimated way to get a, a career going in, in development where it's a lot of these tools. Retool is what we use. It's a tool to build admin interfaces. So you need to know some code, but with it, it you sort of don't have to program everything just wire things together. And this is like a low code um, philosophy that we've seen a lot of tools come in this space. So we have uh, Webflow for uh, websites, you have Sapier for connecting data. If you receive an email, then bring your doorbell if that is a smart doorbell or something like this. Um, and a lot of these tools allow you with, with uh, relatively little developer skills, piece together quite advanced interfaces. So it's really exciting to see just what the team can do in, in, in a low amount of time, can build quite complex uh, tools. That's really exciting. But then now our next discussion is, what are we building next? And, you know, there are so many things we can build, so many exciting things. Um, and it's really, really hard to prioritize. So I'll just mention some of the dilemmas we have. Everybody wants captions. We have ways to do captions today with Google. But I mean, uh, most non-native English speakers would benefit from having captions. And just like the, the article that was mentioned, the, the article in Tech Review that we just got, where people in Afghanistan are, are learning to code, I'm quite sure mo many of those and, and many all across the world just gets the, the, the content, uh, you know, 10, 20, 30% better if there's captions. So that's an important part that we really want to build. Um, but priorities is always difficult. Another thing we want to build out and look into is cohorts where you can study together with people in smaller groups, more like a class, because intimacy also, and like having a group of people to share with. We've seen that with our first test that we did last year. That's really 
you know, people bond and, and you can easily, more easily share if, if you're in smaller groups. So it's also a very exciting thing to work on. And with that, there's also feedback. Like we have a really, I think it will be a revolutionary way to share feedback on code that we want to build. But uh, this, uh, this as well requires a lot of R&D and, and, and fiddling and, and, and figuring out the best way to do it. It's really exciting. But do we do it before captions? So these are just some of the very few. Like we have a, a big list of things that we really want to build, and we need to now, at least the next couple of weeks, probably figure out what are we doing this year. Backend support. I know a lot of you guys also really want, and it's one of those tasks that um, we might be able to do it fast, and it might be slow because there's a lot of R and D involved, and we need to actually figure out how it works with our format. So. I saw Robert ask for an estimate on when that's out. I've made the mistake of giving one before, and I'm not going to do it again. <laughs> that, that's the only rule on the, in the town hall. <laughs> no, no estimates. Yeah. And that's, that's a good rule in software development. Well, external, external roadmaps, external estimates. It's a good practice not to share those. Um, internally, you might want a roadmap. Um, but it's very, very cool to have you here, Frodo, and talking about some of these kind of dilemmas as a as an engineering team, as a development team, because a lot of people here will be aspiring to work on one themselves in the future. And, and while as a junior, you might not be so involved in some of the di directional decisions, it is sometimes helpful to understand like, you know, how difficult it is to choose between features. It might be, it might be frustrating, say, if you're a junior and you want to work on a project or a feature, but the, but the company decides to work on something else. It, it's never easy to sort of find that balance. My sort of question to you, and I think maybe people will be interested, is like, you know, at Scrimba, we have a handful of developers, but we're not the most stacked team in terms of breadth by, by any means. Like, we're quite a small, lean team, actually. How would you approach some of these um, features? Like, say you decide what to build. Do you think you'll kind of all work together on the same feature and sort of huddle around it? Or do you think it's possible you work on sort of different features or uh, ideas in parallel um, together, I mean? Yeah, we will probably do both of those approaches, actually. So I think now in the beginning, because Abdella joined us in November, Matthias in October, so we're still very new to working together, and they're still onboarding. I mean, we have tens of thousands of lines of code in different services, and it's really hard to have all of that in your mind, even when you've been working here for two or three years. And then it's, uh, it's, it hasn't happened for Matthias and Abdella, I'm very sure. Uh, so it, I think it makes sense for us to work together in the beginning now on some of the same things, just to make it easier to discuss approaches, get to, we, you know, we're also writing in a different uh, language, actually, in Imba. So we need to decide on some best practices and, and things like this. So I assume, I estimate that we will work together for the first couple of months at least. And then I hope to branch out so we can handle more features at once uh, a bit later in the year. Speaking of IMBA, uh, I think I should mention that the, the IMBA course is actually uh, making good progress these days. Uh, so Nathan, uh, the developer who's helping us with that, has recorded uh, yeah, a fair bit of it. So hopefully that'll be out within, yeah, <laughs> again, <laughs> Don't want to give any estimates, but uh, it, it's on its way so that all of you in the community as well can learn Imba, which is a really powerful language and JavaScript alternative. Actually, you can use uh, for for if you want to build very very performant apps. Wicked is that? Does that mean that like the Scrimba editor will 
how well presumably already in some way supports Imber in order to 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 make those scrims. Like, I, I'm not if I'm not mistaken, right now you can't yeah. do that as a regular user. Oh, you can. Uh, you can go to Imba.new, I think, and, and oh. try it out. Same as we have Scrimba.new or HTML.new. Yeah, I don't know if people know about these, but like the .new TLD, I'm sharing them all in the chat. Like it's, yeah, what is that? Is Scrimba.new, HTML.new. I I always um I always do this. By the way, it's a nice little side tip. Is like Google Docs has Docs.new, the Sheets.new. There's also one for creating a new calendar entry. I forgot it though. Um, but yeah, very very cool. You have those domains and like they're they're working. Awesome stuff. Very very cool. And and yeah, Abdallah, I see you managed to join us. It's really nice to have you. Thank you. Nice to be here. We we were just kind of maybe you barely missed it, honestly. Like by I want to say ninety seconds. Um, but Liam was just sharing some of the the work you did on the slash help command uh, via Pumpkin, the Discord bot, and we were all sort of playing with it in the town hall chats. It, it looks wonderful. Great job. Yeah, thank you. Pumpkin is a great cat, so it was easy to build. How did you code something like that? It looks like we, we mentioned that we have a, we use a service called Zendesk, I think, for like commonly asked questions and things. Um, and, and that's where sort of Lian or Roku or Enzo who help with support, sometimes document things to help people find their answers more quickly. It, it looks like the bot sort of links into that. How did you go about coding it? Yeah, so I I had the idea first, and then I went to Zendesk, search for the API. Just you know, it it was pretty straightforward. You just uh, so Zendesk has um, good API. It's a REST API. Uh, you do the authentication, you add a key, and then you fetch the categories, and then uh, you search each um, categories articles. Um, one thing I did that uh, that was I think it's nice to have because there is rate limiting in Zendesk API, so you can't actually have tons of requests. So whenever a user does a slash help, we don't act actually necessarily like call the API. Uh, we have a little cache going on, so it's gonna fetch categories once I think uh, a day and article it can refresh every hour it's going to fetch them so uh, it's a limited amount of uh, requests that are made and yep so that's basically it so just a bunch of API calls and uh, also there is a part where I'm using discord API in order to display the buttons uh, but yeah that, that was a pretty nice exercise of, uh, of using APIs I always enjoy working on a bot. Uh, it's nice, quite nice. And, and for anybody who maybe hasn't encountered APIs in their sort of uh, learning journey, or they're wondering like how to interact with APIs, I feel like Bob, you have a pretty good resource for them, right? I mean, I like to think so, <laughs> but, but I'm biased. So my, my module seven is all about learning how to use APIs and asynchronous JavaScript promises, um, callback functions, stuff like that. Brilliant stuff. And that's the one that immediately follows, I think, the, the module that Tom is working on and due to come out in the, in the near future. Awesome. Well, that is, oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, uh, sorry, so, uh, I don't want to interrupt you, but uh, on that note uh, of, of Tom's uh, module six, I just wondered, 
If Tom is comfortable with it, though, should we share a little sneak peek, like one scrim from the course? Ooh. I think that would be cool for the community to see. And kind of as a, as a little gift since you all showed up today. What do you think, Tom? Are you up for that? Yeah, go for it. Awesome. I've found one uh, where it's actually right after you've taught them about uh, the dot map method in, um, in JavaScript. So I'm going to share that link. I think I'm going to wait until the, the end of this uh, chat so that people don't uh, like head off and watch your scrim instead of listening to us uh, for the last 10 minutes. Uh, so, so I'm going to share that. And also, as, as Frodo said uh, earlier um, when he talked about the point row events that Syndra has been working on, uh, let's also share uh, um, the loom which he created to us because that is super interesting to watch. Uh, it's basically, for those of you who don't know what Loom is, it's it's a tool for recording videos in the browser. And he's recorded a video uh, of how he has worked, basically, uh, in order to get these pointer movements to work nicely and smoothly, regardless of whether you're work watching the scrim on a mobile or on a big uh, desktop monitor. So, and it's super interesting to see kind of his thought process and how he has uh, basically uh, tried to solve that problem. Uh, and it's, it's mind-blowing. It's, it's insanely, uh, or don't want to get <laughs> uh, oversell it, but it is really impressive uh, from a technical point of view and a product point of view. So towards the end, uh, just so we all know, uh, stick around because then I'll share the two links both to the sneak peek for module six and the sneak peek of a, uh, or, or the peak uh, on how Syndra works as an engineer. Sounds wicked. There's a couple of exciting things to look forward to then, I guess. And um, well, I feel bad for people who, we record all these, by the way. Um, so if you ever do miss one or you want to go back into the archive, it's always there. But I guess I guess you just have to be here to see the links. Like, oh, well, just the way it goes. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's great you interrupted me, actually, because what I was kind of gearing up to say is just that, you know, we had some topics and news to share. We're pretty much at the end of that list, I would say. I, I did actually take the liberty of sort of uh, collecting some questions from the Discord server. Um, probably the people who asked them had no idea we would sort of bring them up again in this uh, in this event. But it could be interesting to sort of put them to, to the people here on the stage, hear what you have to say. And I think that's the benefit of everybody listening, because... Um, well, these could be the same questions you have, or they might help you in your coding journey or in your career goals and things like that. Um, but, you know, one thing I've been thinking about is like, you know, last year, the town hall is a fairly new type of event. It's a bit different from the fireside we used to run because back then we would often revolve the whole chats around a topic, um, like, you know, building a YouTube channel or how to create a nice resume. We, we felt like we covered those topics really well on our YouTube channel and on Twitter spaces and often bring on guests. Uh, to the live streams and the podcast as well. So, so the town hall's kind of shifted into something of a place to share news about Scrimba. And if people are interested, of course, they can ask questions as well. We, we really love answering these questions, but we, we actually don't get that many. Which got me thinking that maybe something we could consider going forward is to like actually talk about plans, like ideas that we might have at Scrimba. And I, I know it's a bit meta, but, but my idea is to kind of talk about some of the things we could consider doing for the community. I feel like if we have that chat in public, it's like a really great place for people to chime in. And so, for example, just again, this is a bit meta, but since we're talking about sharing some really cool resources, like a teaser of, you know, Tom's 
course and likewise some updates coming up to the scrimba editor um the, the cindra shared in a loom do you think there's maybe room for things like that in the kind of weekly community digest as a way to share what we're working on with the community or do you do you guys think it's something we should kind of save as a special treat for people who come to the events live I think we could do both. It's nice to mention it in the events when people are live so they can ask questions and things. Then in the digest, people can read about the summary of the week. Yeah, I agree with Leanne. I think it's uh, definitely. Why not do both? The more I reckon the more we share, the more um, the more enthusiasm there is around uh, the product we're building and our progress we're having. Do you reckon people enough people know about the community digest? Like, maybe we can like. I'm curious what you think, Leanne, as you kind of have a bit more. In, like, this is something that Michael does every every week, but I know that you often collaborate with them to to share news and updates and things. And you're also like the the go to person. I feel like when it comes to our email tools and things. Like, I'm curious to hear your impression of like how many people are reading it and if they're enjoying it. Um, but but while you talk about that, maybe I can just ask the chat. And I'll, I'll post a quick poll in the chat to see if people know about the Community Digest and if they're enjoying it. Yeah. I think, well, sure, of the people who are signed up for the Digest, a lot of them are reading it. However, I do think it's a bit hidden. So I will now uh, share with you how you can sign up for the Digest. This is a weekly um, yeah, summary of everything that happens in our community. So all the live streams, the podcast, product updates. I don't know if, if a team member had a big birthday, we might <laughs> mention that. Not if it's mine though. Um, yeah, so all sorts of amazing things. So um, I will now grab a page where you can sign up to get this directly into your inbox. And um, there is also a page I have created where you can go and see all of the old um, issues. So you can check out the kind of thing you will see, which I will share in the chat now. And I'll now grab that link for you to go and sign up. It seems like among the people, oh, can you hear me? Sorry, my headphones just died. I don't think I've charged them over the holidays properly. Um, can someone say something so I can make sure I can hear you? Yes, we can hear you. Yeah, we can hear you. Emergency, emergency. Okay, that should be better. Oh, okay, okay. I think it's... <clears throat> my, my apologies. Bloody headphones, Bluetooth headphones, batteries. It's all terrible. I just <laughs> just want to go back to wide headphones, honestly. Um. But yeah, I was just I was just saying that among the people who who reacted in the town hall chat, it looks like a pretty even split of people who've like heard of it and subscribed and, and haven't heard of it and and haven't subscribed. Um, really cool, you're sharing the link, Leanne. I'm I'm just kind of curious, like if you're in the chat and you're and you're listening, it would be kind of cool to hear about how you discovered the community digest. And then I don't know, what do you think here on the stage? Like, are there places we can maybe like make it easier to find and stuff like that?
It's challenging though, isn't it? Because like there, most people were signing up to Scrimba originally in the first place, the, the courses or the content. And so when you first sign up, you get some emails welcoming you, of course, giving you ideas about what courses to learn. If you enroll in the career path, you get emails to sort of help inspire you and give you tips on how to get the most from it. And then when you join Discord, you get more emails. It's like, it's almost a weird problem. Like it's like Evernote. They had so many features, nobody could discover them. I feel like we're not close to that, not even near actually today. But it's, it's a similar sort of problem where like, we want to make things as simple and easy as possible to, to understand and then participate in. But obviously there's quite a lot of things happening as well. So it's not the easiest thing to sort of um, consolidate and, and probably there's an element of like tricking, trickling it through the experience. So on day one, it might be super overwhelming to be exposed to everything, but we really hope people listening will get involved in Discord and then hopefully see the town hall and things like that. Um, but obviously any way we can streamline it is the best, right? Because we're genuinely doing things that are going to help you learn to code more effectively. And if it's your goal, uh, succeed in your career as a junior developer or a freelancer or something. Yeah, I mean, we, we got, I don't think we get flack, but I think anybody listening might have noticed that we're quite deliberate about what channels we have on Discord. Like, it's a similar sort of idea, really, isn't it? Just making it easy to, to fall in the pit of success and not get, like, super overwhelmed by everything. Um, definitely, definitely something to be mindful of. Cool. Well, I mean, we could definitely chat about this more another time, but as of right now, it's pretty much the, the end of the event. It's almost at the top of the hour here in the UK. And yeah, time to wrap it up. So thanks again, everybody, for tuning in. Just as a reminder, we host this event every week at the same time in the same place. It's always awesome to see new faces as well as familiar people who keep coming back. That tells us that we're doing something good, I think, like if it's worth coming back to. And, and yeah, thank you so much, everybody from Team Scrimba for uh, joining me here on the stage to chat a little bit about what we're working on and, and obviously hang out. Like I, I hope we all had an awesome sort of holiday period, no matter what we celebrate. And then obviously excited for the new year as well.